0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, ball Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curveson, joining the three bacon. We got a great one today, but before that, if you guys are watching, please like and subscribe. It takes no time, but it means the world to us. And leave a comment. We love responding to y'all's comments. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, listen to it multiple times. It helps us so much with those numbers. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter, uh, at Bacon 26 for Reid, at Kyler Curbison for myself on all social media platforms. Uh, so on today's podcast, we are going over some transfer portal news. Um, some of the guys that we missed in early signing day, uh, didn't get to talk about. And then some guys who have decided to leave the program. Um, so we break down... What's going on behind that, what that means for us moving forward, and also our new offensive coordinator, uh, Joey, moving up the ranks from quarterback coach. So we talk about him and what's in store and how's this team going to look under his toolage. Uh, and then we also give our little predictions for the Georgia TCU game. So uh, great podcast today. Let's jump into it.
1: The, game. Snap. the kick is in the air and the kick this time is no Sir Reed. No Sir Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns.
0: Loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught Tennessee. Tennessee wins!
1: by Tennessee to Juan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50 to the 45 to the 40 to the 35 30 25
0: 20 15 10 5 what did he do all he did was score joey pitt touchdown on play number one all right so before we jump into the podcast got a shout out our number one sponsor BetOnline.ag. it is the place to go for betting it is your number one source for betting They have all the odds, all the team totals, all the parlays that you could ever want, and they cover every sport. You got NFL, you got NBA, you got tennis, you got golf, you got baseball, you got everything you could think of. It is the place to go if you're going to bet on anything and make anything exciting. So for first-time signups, go over to betonline.ag, and for a 50% welcome bonus, use promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V at checkout and receive that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, got another great podcast for you. Very excited to talk about everything that has happened. Um, before we get into some transfer portal news and coaching changes. Reed, how are we doing, bud? Hello,
1: Kyler. Happy Sunday evening! You guys can see it's a little dark. Um, just talking about my lighting in here, but uh, doing well, doing well. I've had a had a really nice weekend, really nice week weekend, and uh, just hung out, got some stuff done um, around the house. Kind of took it easy. Went out for a nice dinner though on Friday. Uh, mass today, which was which was nice, and then uh, yeah, just been chilling. I didn't watch. I've obviously I've had NFL on all day, but my Titans lost last night. Um it's just not so, the same. Yeah, so it's and you know, I you know, I go into it, and I'm like, well, we don't have the horses to win it, so let's just get the better draft pick. And then the game starts and you see a one highlight video or or motivational video from the Jacksonville Jags, and you're like, All right, screw it, I'm going to Jacksonville and you know, like, <laughs> I'm suit I'm suiting up and gonna go drill somebody. But I'm putting um, on
0: the two tone.
1: Yeah, 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 but you know, it was uh, it was interesting because Twitter was much more uh, lively for the Titans since uh, your boy, your ex teammate Josh Dobbs was on was on the field. So, That's right. I, yeah,
0: I, I what, I'm what super happy for that? him. I, I you yeah. know I think it was a can't lose situation because he was in an awful spot getting just thrown in there. So it was like, all right, what can you do when you got thrown in there? Um. And I think he performed well, like, you know, had an interception, but still was like 20 for 29. Um, I think he was very safe, which some teams, some coaches are going to be like, what's the point? But other ones are going to be like, yeah, that's a great backup quarterback for us. So I think it just depends. And, you know, I, I mean, they tried as much as they could, the Titans, but – that offense wasn't made for a Josh Dobbs you know what i mean like running from shotgun and trying to do read option with Derrick Henry like just didn't really quite look right
1: see i i i disagree i disagree i um i thought do- i'll say this if dobbs um well first off it's a testament to dobbs i mean he got better the entire time he was at tennessee Mm -hmm. now he's been in the league he's been able to make it in the league five six years you know finally gets a chance to start i thought he played well against the cowboys when we had no one around him i say we is meaning the titans and then you know going into last night and and they still i mean listen we had basically our third string left tackle because taylor one's out dylan's out and we all know how bad dennis Daly is you know and air brewer is a starting left guard but He's very up and down. You don't have Ben Jones. You don't have May Davis. Then you got Nicholas um, on the right tackle, who's a a rookie. You know, so it's like the offensive line's a complete mess. You know, our our wide receivers are what they are. Um, And then defensively, it was nice that he had his boys back. I mean, we're still down to our – you know no David Long knows that kind of him so Dobbs was out there with a much better team last night than it was when he's playing yeah. the Cowboys yeah um but I I think that if Dobbs had been our backup all year in some of those games that Malik played if Dobbs had played those I really really truly feel like we won the South with ease yeah um and that's not a knock on Malik I just I mean Dobbs is a been in the league for six years yeah exactly six freaking I, years dude and, and and i think it's um not that i'm some malik huge malik fan or whatever mm-hmm. um you know so i'm not picking between them, the two of them but it's like it's not necessarily fair to say oh he's terrible the malik experience is over if i'm if i'm not mistaken you know or in my opinion and i think most people thought Malik was going to be somewhat of a project. And that's why he got taken in the third or fourth round. It's like, hey, he needs some time to develop. Let's see what's up. So, anyways, yeah, uh, I, I would love for Josh to be on the Titans next year. I think he's a fantastic, fantastic backup, um, can win you some games um, if he needs to step in. Could he ever become a starter? Uh, I mean, uh, p- potentially. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I think last night – um, I think it's different when he knows he's the backup. Like, he knows he's coming in and, and kind of – I mean, it's only his second start ever. I thought he played really well. I thought some, there were some drops that that hurt him. I did yeah. not think I, – I, I still am very surprised that they called that a fumble. I, I, I know the ball was, was like, starting to move in his hands, like, before it came forward. But, like, no – like, there's so many other quarterbacks in the NFL that are going to get that call. And yeah. the fact that, and the fact that it was such a quick review or, or quick, I was like, "What?" It was just, it was, but, but that, that like, so would that you call one. that
0: versus Tom Brady? I don't. Right?
1: Know. No, I mean, Tom Brady would turn around and like, like just stare at the ref, and they're like, "Okay, incomplete pass," you know. <laughs> and so, uh, but to finish my oh, Titans rant that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to finish the Titans rant, um, you know. And to talk about Josh because I know so many people follow follow him or, or still want him to do well. Um, I, the only thing Kyle, that I was really upset with, I mean that that pick was Traylon Burks was getting you know was a step ahead and he just way under threw it and I don't know if that pressure in his face caused a little bit maybe it was a forced pass. But the really the only time I got mad with Josh was when it was fourth down and he throws it five yards in front of the sticks. It's just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you can
0: never do that. It was,
1: it was like Joe Milton running out of bounds against Ole Miss. Yeah. You
0: know? And yeah. so that is just like a – dude, you, you can't lose. Like, what I just started – like, you cannot lose by just trying something. Like, you're in the worst position. You've been there 17 total days, and, like, no one is holding you to a high standard of, like, you have to win this ball game to ever have a chance to – play again be on a team again nothing it's just like you have free money in your, in your back pocket and it it that's what i was saying like i just very much felt like it was safe it was the safest thing that he could do when it's like all right like now's your time to like turn that off and be like okay i just got to risk it just try something
1: well and that was probably with that long throw you know that he was trying to let it rip but listen Todd Downing is terrible 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 i mean it was so predictable it was run run pass and my thing was is i get the titans want to be that hey we don't care if you know we're running it we're still gonna pound it but you have to know like personnel right exactly and so if you want to run it on first down i want shotgun so that there is some some sort of look where it's passed hand it to Derek out of shotgun or read option with josh and Derek. Um, it, you know, then on, you say, if you get five yards, it's second and five, you know, go under center and then play action, mm-hmm. you know, so kind of like that little flop. And then I was waiting for them to give Josh one opportunity at kind of like a no huddle situation or kind of like, you know, let him, let him, you know, it's on first down, just go ahead and go to shotgun and let him get a five yard throw to Austin Hooper or, or to Robert Woods, you know, something, those easy type things. And that, that was so. I hated the play calling. How predictable it was! I I wish they would have given Dobbs a chance to do like some, some, some more up tempo, not no huddle, but a little bit more up tempo. And I didn't like that we never had our one play action deep shot, you know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, the only time I got mad at Dobbs is like, and it surprised the hell out of me that he did that because he's usually a smart enough guy, like plays a headsy way. They're like, all right, I need to throw this up because it's either going to be complete or we're going to get a pi.
0: Yeah. And, and to go back on what you're talking about with Todd Downing, I just, I feel like there are a lot of offensive coordinators out there that want to run what they want to run. And they think this play works versus this defense. And they don't think this play works horribly for my offense. Like it does not fit who I have in there. Um, And, and they don't change and they don't adjust and they don't try something different. So I understand maybe going shotgun with Dobbs because I think Dobbs is, you know, he probably looked back and everything that he's done over his career was like, Hey, you had a lot of success in shotgun at Tennessee, but like Derek Henry, is not made for shotgun, man? like
1: he, he's, he's, he's not, but like, if you go back and even watch, so still watch some of those clips last night, they ran it a few times out of shotgun and he got, you know, yeah. a, a, enough, you know, no. the thing about Derek is just getting Derek to the ball 'Cause he does, as great as he is, it takes him, you know, three or four yards to get started. He's not one of these quick jitters that right when he gets it, he can juke somebody in the backfield. Like he really needs to get his get his momentum
0: going. Um I think maybe like I, a, a pistol formation veer ish kind sure. of
1: thing. I love I love pistol formation. So um yeah. yeah.
0: That's what yeah. I would – that's what I would have thought, like, in my head, offensive mind of, like, okay, I need Derrick Henry to have more yards to get, get to speed, and I know Dobbs can make this read on the on the end and pull or give, and then I can give him one other option of a bubble screen somewhere. Yeah. Or he can yeah, get no, rid-
1: I would have loved that, and they did it, like, once, and that was it. I That was one thing. It was funny. My dad was getting so frustrated. You know, De- Robbie turns into a Titans – he is a Titans fan. He always has been, you know, but, like – it's a long season, so yeah. he doesn't – he's not, like, as involved as, you know, every Tennessee Balls game he's locked in watching. But, like, when Titans start it, – it, it's a big game, starts being playoffs. Like, my dad really does, like, have the same emotion. And, like, he's like – you know, he's like, st- you know, stop with these – eight, you know, A-gaps. Stop with these isos. Like, get Derek on the edge. And it's true. It's like, you know, they ran a couple little screen routes. They ran that one where it's like the – here it is, and then toss it from shotgun, like, you yeah. know, h You got to get him out and let him let his big legs get going. But uh, anyways, to wrap that up, I was happy for Josh. Uh, And like I said, I was I was I was very happy with how he played besides the. Yeah. You know, besides the one decision and no one's perfect. So, you know what? It doesn't. I mean, Patrick Mahomes could be out there and he's going to make one bad decision a game. So I I put it more on. I put it more on. the, And I love raves, but I got a little frustrated with Raves for not, you know, Braves is such a guy that's like, hey, it doesn't matter the play call; you have to execute it. That that's his thing. Like you always hear him talk about that. Yeah. And to a certain point, I love that and agree. But as we've already said, you have to know your personnel. And if you know Dennis Daly sucks, or if you know Jeff Swain, our third tight end, can't block Trayvon Walker from Georgia, like execute you are you are you are you are using the excuse of execution, but you know it's not going to be executed well.
0: Yeah, you're you're using the excuse of like everybody gets paid. Everybody needs to step up and do the thing. It's like, well, dude, if your guy can't, if this is the third string dude, then give him some damn help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, let's let's was, hop into Tennessee. Well,
1: how was your How was your weekend?
0: Oh, it was good. It was uh, first weekend. We're doing the uh, we're doing a hundred days of uh, sobriety, so no booze for hundred days. Uh, it was the first weekend of doing that. So the, I guess the like normalcy of drinking on the weekend, you know, so it's kind of like getting through that, but I feel fine. I feel good. I feel very hydrated (laughs) now. So, uh, yeah, but it was still a really good weekend. Got some things I needed to get done around the house because I always feel kind of behind when I leave, you know what I mean? and we didn't get back till late saturday last week uh so yeah good good weekend overall so last week you did the no booze january
1: so it was only 30 days
0: yeah so, so i've done the i've done the 30 days before i have also done no booze to get ready for my pro day uh yeah. coming out of college so i've done it a few times And I think I did it more than a hundred days getting ready for pro day too. So I I feel like I've done this before. Um, I'm very much like, you know, maybe I get a little bit of antsy just like right there because I feel like I should have something in my hand, but then after a while, it just, like it's easy for me. I can quit cold Turkey and, and just be fine.
1: And this, and this is all just for um, just like health,
0: yeah. You know, just like yeah. nice little nice little we break. always we always try and do something beginning of January like just reset uh because also like holidays come around I go freaking ham uh on food and candy and everything <laughs> because you know it's also like you eat during Thanksgiving and Christmas but then like people give you stuff to go home with people give you gifts people give you candy treats. All that kind of stuff. So yeah, it just gets bad in December. Um, so yeah, we always try and do like a little bit of a reset in January.
1: So what's what is so one hundred? So basically, what March?
0: Yes, three months, pretty much.
1: Yeah. See, see, uh, when uh, for me, my thing is like you know I'm not a big drinker, so like it's I could give up drinking for you know, Lent or whatever, and it wouldn't be a big deal at all, but I usually give up chewing tobacco over Lent, and that's always – and it's not difficult because I don't necessarily do it
0: well. You're like, I, well, don't lie on the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, it's 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 like I don't do it every day. I might do it four times a week, three times a week, whatever, yeah. whatever, the, whatever the case might be, but it does – like it's a great thing for me to give up for Lent because it is a sacrifice uh, for that good – uh, Or for that purpose, but then it's also like you know it's not the most healthy thing. <laughs> Let's be honest. So it's it's my advice that you know is not not great. And I've 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 gone through times where I do it, then I've stopped and stopped it for a while and all yeah. that stuff. So, but yeah,
0: I know that's it's tough once you get. <laughs>
1: well, wait, what happens? What what happens if you and I like go out one night for dinner? Just no, and and I love old fashions now, so we can't have an old fashioned together till March, I guess.
0: I guess Diet Cokes, Diet Cokes for your boy. <laughs> back to the old days when i was 20 and my now wife was 21 and we used to go out to eat and i would pay for her drinks and then get like a water for myself
1: oh gosh that's it was the
0: worst because it's like it's like uh like seven months difference so it was like for seven months i was just like god dang it i want a beer so bad that was all. And, and you were
1: obviously too. and you were obviously drinking them, just not yeah.
0: Them. <laughs> yeah. That was when I was in college, and you know, I would drink every other time, but
1: yeah. Classic.
0: Classic. Classic. Uh, all right. Let's jump into Tennessee news. Uh I got our all of our orange on today. We're looking good. We didn't even plan Nike that. He didn't even mean to. I just got this dope Nike
1: hoodie, and yours is actual team issued stuff <laughs> that I'm gonna steal one day.
0: 77 knife it's kind of corny i'm thinking about cutting these sleeves off why because it's weird to wear something with your number on it around let me have that one then you cut off some other ones what do you what you would just wear this this 3x hoodie
1: yeah i mean i got i mean i've got some 2x stuff that i wear now so <laughs> i mean you know
0: all right anyway. um okay let's talk about this transfer portal stuff now people want to hear about transport news and everything that's going on. Me and Reed are going to wait until someone actually commits to actually talk about them. I don't want to spend time researching a kid who ends up going to Auburn. You know what I mean? I want I want him I want to know he's here then I'm going to research, watch the film, let you guys know. But two guys that we did not talk about in the recruiting video that ended up committing at early signing day Um, one is Andrej Carrick. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, he's the tackle from Texas six, five, three Oh six. And this guy, I actually like a lot. And I think I'm a little biased because he has almost gone through the same scenario that I did when I was at Tennessee and it was red shirt. Then get in as like sixth man for two years And just rotate, and if someone got injured, he'd pop in, get some playing time. He's got five total starts, three of them are at the tight end position, so technically it's a start. Um, And he was just that sixth guy, and he's also played the left side and the right side, which I like a lot. Uh, This is a great pickup no matter what, no matter if he starts or doesn't it's a great pickup this guy has experience he can play multiple positions he can also play tight end as like a blocker he seems like a smart guy to be able to do that kind of stuff so i uh was able to watch film on him last year he started in the texas oklahoma game and i thought he had like quality footwork and pass protection quality slides like Getting up to the second level well, keeping his eyes on the linebacker if he's doing a double team. A lot of times you guys struggle with that. You're supposed to double team up to linebacker and they lose the linebacker. I saw him a couple times like actually follow through with his block and make a block for uh Bijan Robinson. So I'm happy with it. I'm not gonna say this guy's starting, this guy's a replacement for Darnell, but he's adding depth, that's for damn sure. So
1: uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's good, no matter what I'll pull, I'll pull back on that, but I know what you mean by that. And that yeah. yet, if he starts and plays well, that's fantastic. If he is our swing man and in good quality depth, that is fantastic too. Obviously it's not great if he just comes and never even plays. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, let's not, let's not be a little dramatic here. It's like, Oh, he's, Great to show, show up, no matter what. If he rides the bench the next couple of years, well, him gonna- being
0: there also puts a little fire under Grant's butt, under you know Mincy's butt, under Jeremiah's butt. Where it's like, all right, here's another guy who wants to start. What are you guys gonna do? Right, right. No, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I feel that. I, I, I get, I get what you mean. And plus, you know, I, mean? I know what
0: you mean though. Like if he just comes in, it's like sloppy body, doesn't play, doesn't do anything. It's like, well, that wasn't great. Right. <laughs> Right, but we don't necessarily think that's going to happen. We think he's yeah. either going to play or he's going to be a good quality
1: backup depth type guy. Um, you know, to start, you know, I went back and looked at – you know, I'm looking at his – I'm pulling up his profile. So, like you said, six four, He's got Texas, Arizona, Auburn, Baylor, Florida State, uh, Michigan, which you've always liked that. And so they obviously offered him. He's got Kansas State. Ole Miss, Oregon, TCU, USC. I mean, so he had a bunch of offers. Now he didn't have a ton of SEC offers, but granted, you know, he's a, he's a, he was a Texas kid, right. Cause he went to South Lake. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Yeah. South Lake, Texas. So, so, I mean, coming out, I mean, four-star kid, um, he's obviously been in the, in the program there at Texas for a while. And, um, yeah, for me, I, I agree with you. Anytime that you can add someone from another big-time school. Like, he's going to come here. He knows what big-time football is. Like, he's he's been around good programs, mm-hmm. you know, around somewhere where it means a lot. He's been aware around where they play a lot of big games, you know, and so none yeah. of that's going to be different. You know, it's not like he's coming from – you know, like he's, you know, he's not coming from Central Michigan, you know, yeah. or, or, or something like that. So yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I, I like that. I ve- I'm very happy with um kind of where we sit at Lyman. I, I really am. So like we get Cooper another year, you know, and then we get Javante Spragans another year. You know, Jerome Carvin's gone, which is is going to be really tough. And so is Darnell. Both of yeah. those guys, Darnell and, and and um Jerome were were, were fantastic players. Fantastic. I, I like Mincy a lot, and I like Jeremiah Crawford a lot. Just from what I've watched the scene, I think both of those guys are super solid. Now, will they kick one of those to right tackle? You know, I don't know. I mean, you linemen, some of you are like you—you you can be, like, put me anywhere. Some can and do it, some can. And right, and some some are like, hey, I'm Gucci, I can do it, and others are like, yo, this really f's me up. Like whether it's scene stuff, whether it's how I use my hands, my feet placement, like. And it's nothing to do with their athleticism or how good they can be. It's just it's just sometimes how things look and work with our brains and our hand-eye coordination stuff like that. So I don't know how he's going to be. I'm excited for spring practice to see him, you know, and for mm-hmm. you to see him and kind of be around. I think we'll get a good vibe there. But yes, anytime that you hear about transfer portal guy, you know, um, you know, this ties in really well. It's like you hear about transfer portal guy. And automatically people are like, oh, he's this, he's that, he's gonna be awesome. Well, let's just all pump the brakes for a second until maybe yeah. we, you know, we will get to see some stuff. But, you know, what I've seen and looked in so far, like I'm 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 fine with it and I get why they did it. Now yeah. I will say this. I would love, 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 love to know how our recruiting department handles the transfer portal. And honestly, this, I might sneak a question in when we go to practice. I'll either ask Scott, all and are just be like, I'm just curious, like, how, how do you guys, like, there's so many people that are going in and out. I know you guys are monitoring everybody, but like, how do you all, you know, how does Coach Hype, how do the people say, okay, we're going to make a really run at this guy? Um, yeah. Or, or compared to this other guy, or are you just basically offering anyone that you think is quality. And then if they show interest, then you really pursue. And I would be interested to see what Scott says and then some of the other people that are in, like, the recruiting department, you know, like the younger guys, like, that are the the helpers, you know, that break and down. I
0: wonder, the- and I also wonder if it's, like, coaches go, hey, we need help at outside linebacker. Go find some guys. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, give them specific positions of, like, look whoever is in the portal at this position. Or if it's just a free-for-all.
1: No, I, I, I think I can answer that for you. I think – I think – I remember when I worked in the recruiting department, it was like every day we come in and we update the rival's top 100. And you see if there's anyone different than there was yesterday. Like literally like that was one of the first things you would do, which was kind of stupid to me because I'm like, I get it. That's their way of like casting a net. Then they'll watch the film to see if they actually think it's worth someone who's no. a good blue chipper. But I feel like there probably are. I I would say, like, yeah, I bet they are. Like, hey, we you know, look at some offensive linemen, some guys that are tackles or guards or swing players that can do both, or let's go look at this or that. Because there are so many quality people. Like, I really do feel like there's good quality people in the transfer portal. Um, Yeah. And it's like, you know, so you see all these different people uh, that go in. It's like, yeah, I want to know, like – like I said, the the – the guys that do like the film breaking down, I might ask them because I feel like they're younger. They might answer not, you know, not really feel like they're giving away any information and not like I'm like crying, but like, they might be like, yeah, the coaches just tell us to let us know who comes in break the film down. And then we just pass the film off. And if they like the film that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of interested in that, but anyways, uh, yeah, to finish up, man, he's an offensive lineman. I'm, I, I love me an offensive lineman. I love me a defensive lineman. That's right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like, hey, let's take as many shots as we get. You know, if there's if we can bring in five five stars, well, hell, probably three of them are going to be good. So I'd rather have, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather take five and have a chance at three good ones, and take three and have a chance at one good one. It's an, it's a it's a numbers game. Baby. It
0: is very much. I've seen a lot of five stars be a bunch of, so I yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, next up, we didn't talk about Keenan Pili uh, from BYU, the linebacker. Now, you watched more film on him, but when I looked him up and looked at what he did, he really did seem like a very good player for BYU. He became a captain his second year, but then he had an injury towards ACL. And since he's come back from that, you were saying you're not very much impressed by his film. And it seems like if you're a two-time captain at this school, that – You're one of those guys who would want to stay and want to finish, but he's looking to transfer, and I don't know if that has to do with his play, and the coaches are like, yeah, good, go ahead, or he just sees BYU as not an opportunity to make the NFL, because that could also be it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point because you never know what was the real reason behind this. Like if I'm a dog, Kyler, and I'm at a place and I'm playing lower level ball and I have a chance to go somewhere to play in bigger games, to to chase a championship, you know, to have better coaching or play against better talent, then yes, I absolutely want to do that. You know, then there's the guys that go down a level that are like pretty, they're fine, they're good players, but maybe they're not as good as – you know what I mean? Like, say if you and I both play left tackle and I'm fine. And and I could be a quality starter, but I'm you know, i not better than Kyler yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But you know, but not better than Kyler Kerberson who's getting drafted number one overall in the NFL draft. <laughs> so 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 you see what I'm saying? Like there, it's just it's just yeah. one of those. Um so I'll be honest. So of course it's the quick reaction. And like I said, 2023, I'm over all the clickbait quick reaction that like I see it immediately I hear about it and personally I'm like okay cool like you know and obviously I don't tweet anything out I don't anything but I see like okay a guy from BYU the guy's probably like freaking 35 years old you know (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna be mature I see that he's a team captain I'm like okay great he's a linebacker I'm like cool I'm excited to watch his film I'm not like oh great like he's going to be incredible because I it's just a pet peeve of mine like you saw it immediately like the little tweet, the little tweet and has a picture of him. And it's like, BYU linebacker did it come to Tennessee immediately makes the defense better impact player, like do all this. I'm like,
0: what there's are no, gonna play?
1: <laughs> I was like, like the news just broke three minutes ago. You haven't watched him. You don't, you don't know. You didn't watch film and it took you three minutes to write this tweet. You know, <laughs> you like, so what, what are we doing here? So, you know me, like I love, Linebackers, I love watching defense. So that night, I was actually doing. Um, I I had worked out earlier that day, and I was going back up and do like my my just regular cardio, like walk treadmill, ride a bike, like nothing yeah. high intensity. So I was like, I'm bringing the iPad, and I want to watch. So I watched him from this past year. I watched three games. I watched him against Baylor. I watched him against Arkansas, and I watched him against maybe Utah I think now these were the like 15 minute game clips that are because I looked he didn't have any highlights yeah Uh, uh, and so I watched like it's like they're like they're just game highlights but I love those because they're obviously much quicker but like I was explaining to you you know when Arkansas has an 80 yard run and I'm like well who's the linebacker that just got absolutely bodied in the hole and I'm like oh great it's the it's the guy that we just got and then you watch a, a, an, another defensive player on BYU make a play and you're like oh that was a great play by that linebacker who is it's like well it's not Keenan Peely yeah. so so I I texted you and I was like man like very first out of these three games I was like dude's kind of trash like I don't think he's that good like th- there was nothing that stood out like there was even sometimes where I didn't even think like he was given like great effort I mean you know what I, know. I mean that's and bad. so it was yeah, and so it was annoying. Now, I will admit to you that I uh heard um that he had I didn't have heard that he came off the ACL injury. I read it somewhere, heard it on an interview that he's come off an ACL, and that maybe this year he never showed what he originally was. And I'll be honest with you, Tyler. There was two linebackers that I thought were much better than he was when I was watching the film, like the players that made the plays, and then you look mm. at the numbers. And I'm like, they're getting to the ball faster. They're playing with good effort. They're playing with good physicality. Like, there were some times where Keenan Peely would, like, go in there and stick his neck in there. And then three plays later, it was like he was kind of like he was, like, not – it wasn't consistent. Then the next time, it was like he kind of pitter-pattered in there. There was one where a play was going away from him, and I didn't feel like he was giving – you know the the quality effort that i would want to see in somebody trying to chase somebody down like mm-hmm. even if you know you're not going to get there like you don't know that like yeah. what happens what happens if someone forces a cutback and breaks a couple tackles like you like you got to give effort you never know what's gonna happen so that was the bummer that was for me is just because like like i said i watched three whole games and there was like out of three whole games there was maybe like maybe like two or three highlight plays so i was like okay that's pretty good but then there was like seven eight nine that were like not even not good but like bad. where like he would yeah. like you know like i said he didn't take on a couple blocks well he got just blown out of his um like he didn't get blown up but like he would take on a block and the running back would go right by him so like that's a that's a negative for a linebacker as a linebacker you're supposed to fill the gap <laughs> not just take on the blocker and let him block you uh but yeah, yeah i didn't think he i didn't think he ran super well i mean i didn't think it was just, I mean, yeah. There was just there wasn't as much physicality I would have liked. I didn't think the effort was great. I mean, uh, some of the open field stuff. I, I just was, you know, I was, was like underwhelming. Kind of, yeah, very underwhelming. And then you go, and then I did the same thing you did. I was like, all right, well, let me go see this guy's. You know, let me go see his his stuff from BYU. And he was a team captain. And it says, you know, in twenty twenty two, it's finished his season as BYU's second leading tackle with sixty two tops, twenty nine solo. Well, 29 solo tackles for a linebacker is not great, and that's and it was also made sense to me because there was a lot of times he was not even a three down backer, he was getting replaced, and and that made me lead to believe that he thought his playing time was about to get, because he had two younger guys below him that were better. Yeah. I I texted Justin, he's not a three down back. He was like first and second down, maybe sometimes he was down there third, but like there was multiple plays where I was watching and it would be a highlight for Arkansas or something else, or even a highlight for the BYU defense. And he wasn't on the field. So, I mean, when you look at 62 total stops and that's, that's not that great for a middle, I mean, a middle linebacker, in my opinion, if you're just halfway decent, you're going to be in the eighties and above in a, in, you know what I mean? In yeah. 29, 29 solo is not great. The four tackles score loss, I saw one of them on the highlight. It was fine. I didn't see the, ha- the sack. I did see the, the uh, fumble recovery had. You know and then you go to twenty twenty one it's a team captain played uh and started in three games before suffering the season and entered excuse me season ending injury now listen to this Kyler if you started three games he had thirty one tackles three and a half tackles for loss uh one and a half sacks and a QB hurry in three games compared to sixty two in an entire season yeah you know what I mean like that's yeah. and then and then in twenty twenty he was named second-team all-independent, Boca Raton, bowl defensive MVP, you know, play in, played in 10 games, started eight, second on the team in tackles, a 72, you know, 37-assisted. Uh, so, I mean, 37-assisted, That you know, he's got 40-something. I don't know. It's just weird. And it's like – so, yeah. it's, I don't know if that injury really affected him. Or it what
0: has it to be. It has to be. That's the only thing that can explain this because it – very much like you just said, those three games before his injury – He was going off like he was like, I'm taking advantage of this year. I'm a team captain like people can lean on me. And then now that he's come back, he's not getting as many reps. He's not as productive. He's not as fast. He does much effort like. That injury can mess you up physically, but also emotionally and like in your head. So I don't know what that means for him, and what his future might hold at Tennessee
1: I think – but I do think in a way it's probably a good thing for him to get a restart, refresh, um, really. And, 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 and the fact that a year has gone by since that and he's like, okay, I played a whole year, you know, I didn't tear it again, like I'm feeling stronger, you know, stuff like that, that can help him mentally. Like I said, a new change of scenery can can be really good for some yeah. people. Like I know my brain works well sometimes when I am I can kind of like be out of sight, out of mind, like restart and be like, okay. Fresh start, you know, golf talk. I'm like, bad yeah, exactly. Like, I, I really am bad first nine. Like, okay, who cares? Time to go the second night.
0: There get were times hot dog. Grab a beer, restart, get on the back nine. We're 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 gonna be all right.
1: And there's times, there's times where I'll be playing golf. You know, now granted, uh, I'm not saying this to be uh, tough and difficult and like braggy, but like if we're a member somewhere at Holston, yeah. like. I, I, you know, if I'm not playing well, I'm like, well, F it. Like, and this is like later in the day, maybe there's not people on the course, but if like I'm bad through five or six, I'll just either go restart or I'll just go ahead and skip to nine. Like, I'm like, this nine hole score is going to suck. My 18 holes is going to suck. So I'm just going to go start over that me mentally, literally that reset can help me sometimes. (laughs) So, so I mean, my what's nice
0: about being a member though.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I remember one time it was a joke and then we did it, but like we, my dad and I were going out there it was later in the day in the summer, and we played number one. And like he had a double, and I had a double. and I was like, forget, let's just go reteam And we and we did it, we went reteat and just started over, and we played much better. Um, I mean, it's not that- like
0: it's not like you haven't played the hole before, you know what I mean? It's not like right. you're getting yeah. an advantage by playing it twice. It's like, no, I play this every other day, like, I right. live right. right next to it,
1: right? And the funny thing is, is, I'd use that joke multiple times, like, there was one time. I've been having a nice nine holes, and then like you get to number seven or eight or whatever a little bit later in the whole round, and you know you lose a ball and maybe end up having to double. And I just look at him like, "You want to retee?" And he thinks it's like the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. So, um, but yeah, to, to finish up on on Keenan Peely, um, this is just one that I would say it's more of like a wait and see. Like we this we're not yeah. don't 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 think this guy is penciled in as a starter. Mm-hmm. Don't think this guy is like I I saw all the tweets. It's like immediate impact player. Hey, and, listen.
0: He's only got two spots he can go to. One of them is already taken up by Aaron Beasley, so that leaves one more, and he's got to compete against Juwan Mitchell and Solomon Page, who have been there. So it's oh, like,
1: is Solomon Sol Page back again?
0: I don't know. He might be.
1: I thought he was done. I feel like some of these guys have just been here for years.
0: <laughs> Dude, years that COVID year is crazy. <laughs> I
1: wish you. I wish you would have gotten a COVID year. That'd have been sick. But oh, um, I know.
0: But I know. yeah.
1: I mean, literally, some of these guys, I'm like, wait, he's back again? But anyway, <laughs> to finish what what I saw on the film that I saw, like I said, I could have missed some of his best plays. You know, he could come to me and be like, hey, Reed, you're a dumbass. Like, these are my worst games I ever played. Like, go watch these. But like I said, it, it was just, it was very underwhelming. There was nothing that he did that I felt like was impressive. Like I said, it wasn't like he had just necessarily an unbelievable motor to, to make up for stuff. Like, I thought he. Yeah. Get- he's a good sized guy, but I thought he would get locked up on blocks too much. And then like, I didn't think he was great in space. Like, I mean, there was just nothing there that like made me excited. Like I was waiting for just someone to come in and make a good hit. And I'm like, okay, you know, he might not be good in space, but at least he's physical in the box. So I don't know. I would just say like everyone just pump the brakes on him for now. And like, don't just automatically assume because you see one tweet, you see some highlight or you see some stats be like, he's a game changer because you're right. There's two positions. You just mentioned Aaron Beasley, Solomon Page, and Juwan Mitchell. You didn't even mention freshmen that came in last year. Elijah, Elijah Herring. Carter. You know, you didn't mention people that we got this year with, you know, the three amigos with uh Aaron, Aaron Carter, and Jalen. Um,
0: who's the other one? Jalen. Jalen Smith.
1: Yeah. So it's like you know, he's just not what this, this isn't a walk right in and start. I mean, this yeah. isn't a, this isn't a a Jones, this isn't a Javante Payton type type yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways.
0: Uh okay, so let's jump to Transporter Guys, guys transferring out or almost transferring out. Uh, we'll start with the almost Jalen Wright. Rumor comes out he is transferring, wants to get out a couple days later, volunteer club. Comes in, signs of that NIL deal, and Jalen is still here. Um, I think this is just the name of the game now. What kind of deal you got for me? I know Jalen knows that he's in a good position where he is right now. Um, he's part of a very prolific offense that runs the ball a lot. So it's not a I'm-not-going-to-get-touches kind of thing. So hopefully – This holds him over. He is happy. He is ready to come back. But some parts of this with guys like I can always get better somewhere else or I can always get something better or I'm better than what these coaches think, it's like you're never that good. Like there is always someone better than you, and that's how you should approach every single day because that's going to make you work hard. I I don't like – the well I, i'm great like i should be starting i'm the best running back here if he i don't know if he has that you know part of him but if someone i played with and one of my teammates had that kind of attitude like i'm not talking to that guy i'm not hanging out with that guy he is not part of my circle because he has no humility and you cannot get better without humility you you really can't. Uh, so I'm glad he's back. I think we need him because you just don't want less guys in your running back room. And we already had a couple guys transfer, uh, but it's okay. Like if you weren't here, we'd have less fumbles on the year. So <laughs> I, it's a very much of
1: a, um, and I'm happy you answered that. So basically, let me just clarify, if you're still on the team, and he does that and he has not a great attitude. You're not pumped about it. But maybe if he does this and he's a really good kid and a really good guy and he's just trying to take advantage of the NIL, then you're like, you're like okay, like, I, I, I get it. Like, I if, I, if
0: I see him in the weight room after practice grinding, I see him in the film room watching film all the time. I see him walking around the complex with a football in his hand because he fumbles a lot. Then when he goes into the portal as a I'm going to do something, I don't see it as, oh, he's being super selfish or anything like that. I'm like, oh, like this guy's a hard worker. Your actions speak a lot louder than anything else. And like I saw you work your ass off and I saw you have humility throughout the whole process and understand that you needed to get better. Then I'm fine. Do what you need to do to get yours but if you went through that whole thing and i never saw any extra work i never saw any extra grip strength i never saw any extra rice buckets or anything like that then i'm like good riddance bud like yeah. you're not going to get any better that that's what i would come to the conclusion of like oh it looks like you're literally not going to get better you're going to be the exact same as you were last year and that's not good enough
1: Yeah. And I, and I agree. Like, I, I, I feel like if, if I was on the team and, and, you know, I see this, or maybe he tells me, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I got to get some money. You're like, I need to. And, and listen, we both know that all these guys think they're a lot better than they are. Mm -hmm. That's that's nature of the beast. Everyone thinks they're a lot better than they actually are. And we also know for a fact That all these guys think they deserve more than maybe they really, you know, and and that's fine to get in that argument of saying, hey, well, you're worth what someone will pay you. But we know for a fact that these these guys like the money that they make, we've told the amounts and we've been told how they still will reach out and call and say, I need this or I need that or I need more of this. And it's like, you know, it's because they're young. Uh, yeah. it's awesome because people have said, take advantage the best you can, which I'm all for that. Get as much as you can get. And then they have people in their ear, but there's a certain point where you have to be realistic about stuff because someone will say you deserve more and you need more and your ass ends up in the portal. And then you end up at home during the fall watching all the other division one or division one double A teams play. Cause no yeah. one picked your ass up. Oh, mm-hmm. so, so you got you got to have some self awareness and so like i am like you if i'm on that team let's role play for a minute so i'm on the team i'm a stud linebacker i go up against him a lot i know how hard, i know yeah i know how hard he practices and plays you know like you said i see him and i know like maybe i have a decent relationship with him and we're just talking you know we go and grab some food and he's like, yeah, like I need to really, you know, take advantage of this NIL or like, you know, my, my dad or my mom saying that like, I really need to do what I can here or whatever. And the way he's approaching, he's like, he's not like, damn, like I need some of this money, like this bullshit, like, and like acting like like that he's owed it. Yeah. Then I would be, then I would just be like, kind of like you said, I just kind of like, you yeah, know, whatever. Like I would be, have a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not going to tell the kid, like, go kick rocks, especially if I'm have a relationship with him as a teammate, Yeah, but yeah. I really do feel like it's all about how he is and how he handles the situation. So and obviously Tennessee likes it. Listen, that NIL, that that event series that you and I both know, like that's not necessarily that huge of a deal. They basically just get paid to go to an event a couple times. And it's not like it's yeah. that that's not even like life changing money. That's more of just like some nice pocket change.
0: That is it's not life changing money, but it is a lower middle class job kind of money maybe know know.
1: Not, not for those not for those event series I mean unless they do a bunch of them I mean yeah. they, they might get I, th- I think if I remember it's like a couple hundred bucks for showing up maybe a little bit more than that it depends on yeah, how many I think certain going. guys
0: will get like the like if you it, it would be like 20k over the year but then you have to go to this many events to get that oh, right
1: right right you know yeah, what I mean like it's
0: like you know, it, it would, it could be considered your job. Almost. Yes.
1: Yeah. So. And there were, we know that there were times that people got signed up for that stuff and they didn't show up. So. Yeah.
0: They didn't yeah. want to go. So they didn't no. show
1: up. They didn't answer texts. You know, they didn't go and, and do stuff that they're supposed to do. So yeah, I think for me, uh, you, cause Vol Nation on Twitter was very split. Some of them were like, no, 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 don't leave. Like, please stay. We love you. And the other one's like, see you later. Like you weren't even that good. So I, I, I can get both sides, but I, I think for me and you both, uh, you know, it makes sense. And I would say that's probably the case for a lot of people. It's like how he handles his business inside the the building. And you know what? Maybe he handles himself pretty well in the building because they obviously said, you know, it was probably Scott goes, all right, go ahead. Sign him call up. the volunteer
0: club. All yeah,
1: right. let, yeah. Call him. Go ahead and sign him up. You know, pub his name a little bit. We'll put a little cash in his pocket. Like it's not going to be anything crazy. You know what I mean? You know, cause like and, and maybe that's some of it that he just wants some recognition. And then this yeah. helps him get his name out there to maybe do something else. So yeah. He scored over, some long over.
0: touchdowns versus Van and he was like, Where's my <laughs> money, baby? Where's my money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, two other guys who transferred out. He's first one, uh RJ Perry, offensive lineman. This is writing on the wall, RJ sees it as I'm not going to get the opportunity that came here, but I can go to a place where an ex-coach who's seen me practice, who's seen me play, and it's a little lower tier, so I probably will get a better chance to start It South Florida, follows Goalish there, makes complete sense. Like That is where if I was in his position, that's where I would want to go, where a coach already knows me already trust me he's starting new he would rather have people he trusts than not so totally get that from rj
1: agreed that one's simple easy hey let me go let me get some pt Uh, rj's like rj was fine at practice when i watched him i mean i didn't he wasn't anything special but he was like a good sized kid um i thought he moved decently well um but yeah i mean like you said go to go to where you know someone, and and obviously – and it probably feels good, too, because goals probably has, you know, some sort of feeling like, hey, I want you to come down here, so, like, go down there, play. Um, I actually will be interested to see if – I saw on Twitter that Jimmy Holiday was at Mississippi State, but I would be interested to see if Holiday or Callaway end up down there with him, you know, and see what happens there because uh, they're both – Yeah, know, you know, I would have you know.
0: probably done that. I mean, they might still tr- – they might transfer now of, you know – I don't know. Did they get there before Mike Leach's passing? I mean, your, uh I pictures of Jimmy Holiday were just yesterday. I think or
1: like two days ago. So yeah, this is all after the passing of.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would if I'm an offensive player, like a receiver, a skill guy, like I would think uh, I'm going to follow this coach and know that like I'm going to be getting the ball. But yeah,
1: you would think. I think it's a good sign. Like, it's going to be a good sign for them if they get called because they know, you know, like – And I would be shocked. Like, why would Dolish not want a Jimmy Holiday? Like, you and I both know dude was awesome at practice, meaning like – Already knows the offense. As a teammate and as, like, he was decently productive, like a pretty good player. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would be surprised, you know, kind of surprised why one of those guys wouldn't be down there. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, so, yes, we're talking too long. It it makes sense, RJ Perry going down there.
0: Uh, And then last guy – Walker Merrill, uh, looking to transfer, spent two years here um, sparingly playing, but seemed to start to get more towards the end. Looking into this more, I was like, why is he doing this? What's going on? Why would he ever want, like, this is like the prime time to like really step up. Uh, You know, I never understood guys like, oh, I'm not starting or, oh, I'm not playing, you know, before the season, but they're right there on the cusp. It's like, bro, people get hurt every year, every year. You're going to get a chance to play. Um, But this is after the bowl. This is after bowl practices with Nathan Leacock involved. And I can imagine There was an obvious pecking order of Brew and Ramel and Squirrel. And then you don't see Walker maybe getting the reps that he wants. You see Nathan getting more reps. You see Nathan's getting more balls. And then he's like, Wait, hold on. I've been here for a while. Why is he getting touches and I'm not? And uh, can see the writing on the wall.
1: Let's not go ahead and jump over or like Caleb Webb, who's been here, my man, my man, Caleb and Chase, both have been here. So like, I, listen, I don't think Nathan big Leacock was just running in and like been here two days and already like muscle people practice. I mean, well, he,
0: I, you know, I, I don't know that for sure, but no, I can see don't. it as be, The only reason I thought, you know, maybe this is a scenario is because like Walker got to play versus Vandy, got a touchdown versus Vandy. And it was like, Oh, okay. Now look, Walker is getting more involved now that, you know, guys are transferring out or or guys are leaving. Like this is going to be great. Like he's going to transition into starting and playing maybe next year and he's transferring. So it's like, okay, what changed from that Vandy game to now? Like I don't think he was upset at the Vandy game, but like what changed in that time period? One thing. Andy,
1: enough. So, no, I think I think Walker is the perfect example of why the transfer portal can be good. You know, based on what we saw and what we heard and all that stuff, Walker was a good teammate, hard worker. At practice, he was always going hard. I thought he was good. Um, I thought he had an opportunity to be, you know, an above average player here. But yeah. if he doesn't see, if he doesn't think that he's getting in front of Brew next year if he doesn't think that he's getting in front of squirrel who's younger than him, you know, if you don't think that you're going to be ahead of Ramel Keaton and then you get some of these other younger guys, like, and I'm not saying that he's afraid of the competition. Dudes are, I mean, dude's been here two years. This was the end of his second year. So he's, it wasn't like he just showed up and dipped out immediately. Yeah, Um, You don't know if he had a conversation with a, with, with, with a wide receivers coach and just was like, Hey, where do you see me? What's your thoughts? Like, Everyone has end of the year meetings, you know, with their with their coaches and stuff. And it could be real yeah. talk. I could walk in there and be like, All right, Kyler, like, what do you see for me? Like, what do you, do you think I'm, you know, where do you need me to get better? What do you see? And um, I think Walker could be really good. Uh, I think he could have been fine here um, because of his attributes, but I could see him going to like an MTSU. Like, if you want to go back to Middle Tennessee or like go into a Memphis or go into one of those and just absolutely being. You know, really, really nice, like a really, yeah. really good, productive player. Um, but that's why I think I think that this is what the transfer portal is good for, because like if Walker doesn't, you know, if Walker's not going to be able to make it. To, I'm not saying he is or not. I don't know. But like if Walker's not going to make it to the NFL, he doesn't want to spend all four or five years just, you know, sparingly playing and right. You know, maybe like, you know, playing special teams like if he wants to go play the game, go play the game. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I think, I think it's, I think, I I would assume that it was, it was one of the, like I said, perfect example. He's probably leaving on good terms. He's a good teammate. It's just not in the cards form because someone in front of him is a little bit better and go, go find where you can,
0: you can get after it. What do you think? uh, Come, go, go back home, move to Nashville, go to Vandy. I personally, if I'm him, I,
1: because I've thought about that. I was like, all right, if I'm Walker. Vandy's a great education, so that would be cool to go to Vandy and get a great education. It'd be cool to be back in Nashville in my hometown. I just think – and I think he could be good there. I think it would be tough to go there for me personally because I hate losing. Yeah. And, I also, and I also think it would be tough for me personally to go there.
0: And play against and, your teammates.
1: Yes, and play yeah. – play. Play against a place where, like, I was and I had a scholarship offer there, and now I go up and show up and get beat fifty-two to nothing every the next two years. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, not what you want.
1: No, 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 it's no, it's not. Matter of fact, um, I just was curious. I was went back and looked at RJ's page. Uh, he had a pretty. I mean, he was a three-star coming out, and he had a pretty good little offer list. Um, so, I you know, you would think going down to UCF with this coach, it should be you know, should be pretty good for him down there. I, I always think it, you know, like you're not, you and I aren't huge recruiting guys, So like I wait until someone's good and I think it's interesting to go back and look, or then like if someone leaves or whatever, and then, you know, I, I'd never, I didn't know who RJ Perry was when he signed here. I didn't care in 2020 or whatever it was. Like I didn't keep up with that stuff, but you know, I think the thing is kind of interesting to go back. So, and, and he's a big, good sized guy. So, you know, I think it's not, it's not like he's undersized or anything, but no. um, all right. We got a new offense coordinator.
0: What's your thoughts? we do uh Joey Halsey got promoted now he's offensive coordinator um my thoughts are he has been a coach underneath Hypo for 14 years he was a quarterback under Hypo before that at Oklahoma he immediately graduated and started offensive assistant quality control personnel like those kind of positions transitioned more and more into coaching um this is this is like Hypel's you know first guy of his tree kind of of his coaching tree so that makes me feel good because I see what Hypel has done I see Hypel's knowledge I see his past what he did at Missouri as an offensive coordinator at UCF as a head coach at Tennessee as a head coach and it makes me think all right well Joey has just been soaking everything in he's sitting up in the press box with Uh, Coach Golish, past two years, soaking everything in from him. I like it. I like it because it's someone that's going to be comfortable with the same system that Josh had. And and Josh and Golish, where let Golish go, but Josh can have some input, Coach Heupel can, and and say things and integrate play calls and ask, hey, let's do this next. Um, And it's not a pissing contest. It's not a hey i let me do what i want to do cuz that is a very difficult thing to be a co offensive coordinator so i think that would be very comfortable for them cuz they've been working together so long um but it i mean it does feel like he is inexperienced i mean this is his first offensive coordinator job um you know he didn't really even become a full position coach until 2020 He was always an assistant position coach. Uh, So that part gives me pause, but I still just trust Hypo a lot, a lot in this situation.
1: I I have zero pause on this. I could care absolutely less that he's never been an OC before. We have Hypo. I've said it once. I've said it a million times on this pod. It's fine. (laughs) He could have hired me as offensive coordinator, and it would have been fine. So it's like – I'm happy. I think it's a good thing that when you can promote from within, I think that that's great, you know, because that means that you have good quality people that you trust. Um, Yeah. Like I'm not, I think there's good and bad with, with multiple things. Like I think we could have brought an outsider in and it can go well because they bring fresh ideas. Him and hype will get along well. Like he's a, you know, another good coach to be brought in. That can be great. And then you can also bring an outsider in who's maybe a little long in the, in the tooth and wants to run their way. And then, it doesn't go along with well with what hypo wants to do, and this and the other. Now, here's the deal. What I've seen so far with Hypo is he doesn't feel necessary. It doesn't feel to him that he has to appease people by bringing people in. Maybe if there was a Butch Jones here that would yeah. hear the hear the talk and needs to get let get rid of a John Jancic or whoever and bring someone else in. Yep and then then there's always that well did that person get to run their own system did the head coach really have a lot of you know there's all that type of stuff so i'm i'm just saying like and then promoting from within can go wrong too i mean you never you never truly know but i think this has a lot less chance of going wrong because yeah. like you've been working together forever they know and how ha- they know how to work with one another uh hypel obviously trusts them and hypel's a hypel's offensive guy so this this really doesn't matter, but I think it's great for for Joey. I think it's great for him and his family. Like they get to stay here. He gets a promotion. A lot of the players on Twitter were pumped about it, so I think mm-hmm. it was great. Um, I think it's a massive win win for for everybody involved. And now this will really get him an opportunity to, to maybe go get you know a head coaching job. You know, way down the line. I don't think it's going to happen in the year one or two, but no. uh, and he seems like a great dude. So that's what I'm happy about. And like. Yeah. Plus, also nice too. It would be it would be kind of a slap in the face to him and like almost show him that he's not trusted. If, if like they went in and brought, you know, you know, Dow Loggins in like South Carolina did and, <laughs> and you know and all this stuff. So and I think
0: I think uh Golish yeah. kind of gave Heupel a perfect opportunity to like really see how he does with Joey, where it was like, all right, here's your bowl game. Like now you guys are talking on the headset to each other and I'm not there. Like, how does it go? Obviously, we had some puttered drives um, that fell behind, but I think Heipel was able to see enough out of Joey where he's like, I would have called that play too. No. I think that was a good call. Like, you know, like, oh, yes, Joey, let's do that yeah. one. Let's run that post to Brew in the back of the end zone right now, now that we're on the 20. Like, like he was like, oh, okay, like, you, you said enough during this game where you're like, I'm gonna run this play next that I trust you uh to you know be my office coordinator moving forward.
1: And that's a great it's a great point. It's a great point. I didn't even really think about that, but like they almost had a test run,
0: you know. Yeah,
1: Yeah. you have well, to te- test drive before you bought it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I give a little of the goods up before someone purchases. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy about it. I, I loved it for, like I said, I don't know him personally. He seems like a really good guy. So I was happy for him and his family. I was happy. Uh, you know, it seemed like the players were happy. So that was great. So yeah. And, and we both said it early on, like when we lost Goalish, I never like in past times, it's like, Oh, we lost our offense coordinator, defense coordinator, like this kind of exciting. Who are we going to go get this? I was like, Hey, I don't care. And B I already have a feeling that they're just going to promote, you know, Joey, because yeah. they get it. They did it with Kelsey Pope when, uh, um, whatever his name is, the from Auburn that was here that left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, no, uh, dude, once again, just once, once again, me sitting here, um, looking at Walker. Walker on 247 was a four star coming out. And then he had Tennessee, Auburn, Duke, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisville, LSU, Memphis, Nebraska, Ole Miss. Penn State, South Carolina, Purdue, Texas A&M, Vandy, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Dude had a s- silly nice offer list. So, I'll be excited to see which one of those – if they they come back calling.
0: Yeah, seriously. Um,
1: look at these old recruiting things. This is so wild just to see the people. This is from 2021 and to see all the people that, like, aren't here still. It's wild. Oh, no,
0: dude. And, it, and some of the crazy parts, too, is, like, going back and, like, looking at classes and being like, oh, look at these top – Five quarterbacks of this class, two of them have played. Like it's like, you know, all these other guys have been busts. It's it's crazy to actually do. Um, well, the twenty the twenty twenty two class
1: last year is what's great to see still because a lot of these guys are still on the roster, you know, playing well, getting PT already, and then like if you go back down here and look at uh, the transfers. I mean, we basically hit on all the transfers. Brew, great, you know, really, really good. Andre Turnentine, younger guy. I, You know, he's played some, but we'll see next year. Wesley Walker, um, you know, Charlie Browder's been injured. Uh, but Gerald Mincy, like we – I mean, and then the year before that with Javante and, and Velas, like we've hit on some pretty good transfers. Yeah, dude. That's
0: been great. Um, they, they've, they've killed the transfer portal. So, uh, all right. That. Big DeSean Terry. Dejon, baby. Um I know we're, this is going to come out after the game, but predictions. Georgia versus TCU, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think Georgia wins. I do I will be betting again for TCU and taking
0: I think we're all, I think everyone is rooting for TCU. <laughs> One, everyone,
1: everyone except the people in the state of Georgia. So, yeah. everyone's um, uh I honestly Kyler I just want it to be a good game and I want to cover the 13 points now if T- if TCU does win I'm going to be so 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 ecstatic yeah. uh I will be so happy for Max duggan and some of those players and it'll just be so nice for Georgia to take a big fat L here's, there,
0: here's how I know that the SEC is different than other conferences like other conferences are like I hope the people from our conference win like, Big Ten fans were like, I hope Michigan or Ohio State wins the national championship. And SEC fans are like, hell with that. <laughs> like, every other SEC team is like, F Georgia. I hope they freaking lose. And everyone said about Bama and LSU and Florida. Like, whoever's in there, Auburn, everybody's like rooting for the other team. <laughs> and uh, it, it just means more in the SEC. I used to be one of those people. That was rooting for the SEC?
1: Yes, because, like, if we played Notre Dame or if we played Ohio State or we played one of those, I wanted to beat the Brakes off of them. But this year, if TCU wins, they can chant Big 12 all they want because in about three months when the NFL draft comes around and you see how many players get taken from the SEC compared to other school other mm-hmm. conferences, Yeah, pipe, pipe down. We get it. But I will take that nonsense – just so Georgia can't have another win, can't win another Natty, but like I said, I really just want a really good game. Uh, ultimately, be great if TCU could pull
0: it off. I don't see it,
1: but I do. Like I said, I do feel like I do think it's gonna be a pretty good game. I don't think they're gonna get Molly walked like some people think.
0: Yeah, I don't either. Uh, all right, man. Great pod. Good pod. All right, thank you guys for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like and subscribe and leave a comment. Uh, you guys have no idea how much that helps. It takes no time for you to do, and it means the world to us. Um, If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download. It helps with our numbers. Again, uh, we have merch now. How we doing, bud? T-shirts in orange and white. Uh, Just our little slogan. So you guys can go get those. The link is below in the description. Um, and uh, follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter at rbacon26 to read at Kyler Kerbison for myself on all social media platforms. Um, and just really appreciate you guys. Uh, y'all the best, y'all keep us going. Um, as always, go, Vols.